Portal. Oh, he smashed it in! What a penalty from Marcus Rashford! Manchester United with another glorious night in the Champions League. United heading through to the quarterfinals. Marcus Rashford, the coolest man in the place. I'm not... Normally, I have like a speech prepared for the start of every episode, Rich. Hello, welcome to our voices. Thanks for stopping by. But tonight, like, what on earth can I even say to start off this week's episode after that match tonight? That was absolutely insane. The only night that comes close to that just for pure ridiculous drama for me is like 99. That was insane this evening. We, we were just saying, well, like we were just saying before, before we started recording that, that this isn't going to be our most articulate pod. Um, or coherent. And, or coherent, and, and the, the main the main reason for that, certainly from my perspective, is that I'm still actually physically sweating. And the game finished what twenty minutes ago, and I don't know why. I'm either having a heart attack, or, or I'm just ridiculously exhilarated, or I was jumping around the room for too long. I think that was probably one of the most. I think I said on Twitter one of the one of the three most remarkable United victories, taking into account the stage and the circumstances. Of my lifetime, and I mean the only, the only games I can think of that that believe in, you know, that, that touch that are obviously the ninety nine Champions League final, the ninety nine semi from two 0 down, and probably the the United three Barcelona nil game from the eighties when we're two 0 down from the first leg. You know, to have done it, to have done it, having lost the first leg at home by two goals, to do something that no no club has ever done in the Champions League, and to have done it with the, the team that we had out tonight, I've. And in the manner, the manner we did it as well, I, you know, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen much like this watching United. No, I mean, where do we even start? You know, I the last couple of weeks since that first leg, when I'm riding back from work, I have visions of, I've been having visions of how I wanted this game to go or how I imagined it going in, you know, in a fanciful motion. You know, I saw Sanchez scoring goals, Pereira scoring goals, Lukaku scoring goals. One of them actually turned out quite well, considering that Sanchez got injured at the weekend. God, we've got to talk about Southampton as well at some stage. Uh, but this evening was just another level. I mean... As the clock wore down in that second half, you just thought, where is this chance going to come from? And to be honest, it didn't necessarily look like it was going to come. You know, I think PSG managed that second half really well. You know, they took this thing out of the game. They looked dangerous. You know, Di Maria, maybe a little bit, maybe not unlucky, but did very well with that goal that was very rightly deemed offside. But, you know, realistically, PSG were the bigger threat in that second half. And, you know, we brought on Chung, we brought on Greenwood, and we did try and go for it. We did try and press them. The penalty decision, which is what the game swung on as the, as it as it turned out, I'm not necessarily sure that personally I would have given that. But at the same time, I'm not really that arsed, quite no, frankly. Couldn't give a shit. No, not even slightly <laughs> bothered. Forget it. Like the nerves on Marcus Rashford. Mm. He's had a tough, tough couple of games to step up in that circumstance and to score such a crucial goal in that setting against Buffon and to power it so well. I mean, I'm just in awe of United tonight. I'm in yeah. awe of Solskjaer and the way he set the team up. I mean, initially it wasn't great despite us taking that early lead. You know, you remember we did that like several hours ago. But he took risks, he took chances and he got the performance out of the team that we were all secretly hoping we would see. You know, we were all dumbing it down to a certain extent and quite rightly so, you know, we were all looking at this game thinking, right, 
realistically, with all the injuries, playing against a good side in PSG in Paris, we're probably not going to get through here. But as long as we give a good account of ourselves, then I, th- I think most United fans would have been satisfied with that. Mm. To have gone there, scored the early goal, responded to Bernat's equaliser, withstand that wave of pressure, gotten another goal back before half-time, and just given ourselves a chance to see the game through with the display in the second half, even if we didn't carry that much of a threat or perhaps as much of a threat as we'd liked. Just utterly remarkable. I'm stunned. I'm lost for words. I think we we have to give, uh, I'm sure everybody is giving Solskjaer monumental credit anyway, but if you look at the way we, it wasn't just a, a, a triumph of circumstance. I think we clearly set up wrongly at the back with, with Bailly on the right-hand side and Ashley Young didn't seem to be, I assume because he'd been told not to, not tracking the overlap from Bernat. But once we'd made that change and brought Dallow on for Bailly and moved Young to right-back, then the balance of the game really changed because they they no longer had that outlet, that, that outlet out wide. And from there, you could see, I mean, just watching the interview from um, Rashford and Lukaku after the game, and they were saying that they'd... You mean the one that Pogba crashed? Yeah, well, it was Pogba and, and Young, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, they, were, they were saying that they, you know, that the part of the game plan was to both for both of them to press very hard up against the centre-backs, and United consciously went long all game, partially because, as you'd expect, our midfield wasn't great. <laughs> isn't great, sorry, it wasn't great, they were great, but the, the, no. our midfield yeah. isn't technically great, and we weren't going to be able to... to pass our way through their, through their midfield. And PSG were playing a high line. And, and I think part of that second half where we were letting them, where we were sitting back and PSG were coming out was really United allowing them to do that to a degree. Sitting very deep and trying to counter. And it wasn't working brilliantly because I think they were just exhausted. I think that they put in so much effort into the game that they, they were absolutely exhausted. But it just needed that one moment to turn it. And I wasn't I wasn't really super invested in the game until the last 10 or 15 minutes because I'd, I'd utterly convinced myself that we couldn't win that game. <clears throat> and, it, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, on, but on, on, the basis, on the basis that literally that's never been done before in the Champions League and given the players we had out, it was just... And perhaps it's still a hangover from... I'm still getting used to Solskjaer's... United, where almost anything feels possible. But for the first 70 minutes, even when we were 2-1 ahead, it didn't feel like we really could get over the line. Um, and it was just that just when the, that glimpse at the end, the last 10 or 15 minutes, when you start to think, you know, maybe just we just need one little run of luck, one, one little chance. And that's what happened. And then obviously the last, I don't know, God knows, three hours that the referee allowed the play to go on after the, uh, after oh, the penalty was scored. It was horrible, wasn't it? Was, you know, amongst the longest hours of my life. But I've, I haven't wanted to commit until now. For obvious reasons, I think it, we've seen managers come in and have an incredible impact at clubs before and then fade later on. And, you know, it wasn't beyond the realms of possibility that that could happen to Solskjaer, even if a lot of the evidence we had in front of us told us that wasn't the case. But I think you watch that tonight and realise that it, there was a degree of luck with the penalty award, but it wasn't lucky that United got something from that game. I, I struggle to comprehend how we could not now give the job to him. I mean, I reached my point of basically give Ollie the job now on Saturday afternoon when we scored that late winner against Southampton, just for the the way that we handled that game. Mm. You know, our midfield got overrun against Southampton frequently, and you know we started off very well. Probably should have scored. Show great character to come back into it. And then even in the face of Ward Prowse, awesome free kick in the second half, 
still kept on going. And great goals by Lukaku, amazing goal by Pereira. I was so chuffed to see that go in. But it was the, the manner of the victory that impressed me the most. So many players out, far from a first-choice midfield bar Pogba. And it was just such an impressive show of spirit. I mean, that was, you know, that that's about as much cover as I think Southampton's probably going to get tonight at this point. But I think it yeah. bears repeating. And that was on show tonight. You know, let's let's go back to the start of the evening. You know, it was roughly the same starting eleven as I hoped to, to see going on the, to the pitch. I mean, I was hoping to see Dallo because he had such a positive impact when he came on for Sanchez on Saturday afternoon. And he didn't start, but he came on and had a really good effect after it looked like Bailly maybe pulled up or something or received an injury. And that was a small mercy because Bailly was getting ruined down that right-hand flank mm. alongside Ashley Young. And we looked a lot more stable as the game wore on with that back four as opposed to the back three with the two win-backs. But, I mean, excellent start, if you think about it. You know, the issue was coming into this game, PSG were always going to have chances. So what's the best thing we can do? We halved our deficit immediately going into the game in the first, what, two minutes. Lukaku did great to pounce. I honestly thought he'd taken it too far wide with that touch beyond Buffon, but he did very well to tuck it inside the the post. Just (laughs) really good goal for him. The defensive problems were then on show pretty much for the next sort of... 20, 25 minutes after that, it was really tricky to watch. I mean, I don't think it was the wrong setup. It might just be a personnel thing. Bailly just didn't look up to the level that we required from him tonight. And I'm not saying that to just criticise him and just try and chuck him under the bus because it's not always easy situation to come in and play a formation like that in those circumstances when you haven't had a lot of game time lately. But he was the weak link and PSG preyed on that. You know, we got skinned down our right flank so much in that game. And ultimately, he was at fault because he didn't cover Bernat for the equaliser. Great work by Mbappe. And you really couldn't take that away from PSG. They turned the heat up. We couldn't get out. We had no out ball. Anytime we got possession back, we were just swarmed upon and we couldn't deal with it. And they deserve to be back in the game with that equaliser. You can't really say much more about it. But again, going back to the spirit tonight. What did we do? We stuck at it. We kept going. We maybe rode our luck a little bit with some hairy moments here and there. But opportunistic, wasn't it? You know, the way that we got back into the game with that second goal. Great shot by Rashford. Buffon couldn't keep it. He'll want that one again for sure. And Lukaku's there to feed on the scraps. And great finish. And 2-1 up. And the game set up perfectly for that second half. Just in the sense that we knew all we needed was one goal. We left it so, so late. (laughs) But good grief. I mean... You know, I guess it's almost cliche, but what a way for United to win it with that last minute penalty. Just, well, last minute, I guess. Mm. If you think about it, what, last minute and then seven minutes of stoppage time afterwards, minute goal. But still, you're not going to not gonna split hairs over that, are we? Not, not, a bad, um, not a bad debut win for Mason Greenwood either. No, 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 I wouldn't <laughs> say that, no. <laughs> Decent. I mean, that was, that was the thing. that the, the worry in the second half was that, one, that we were looking increasingly tired because of the effort we put in, and two, that we really didn't have anything on the bench to, to change it too much. I mean, we brought Chong on, and he's a really talented kid, but it was asking a lot for him to come on away against one of the best teams in Europe and, and really impact the game in any significant way. And then, really, just to chuck Greenwood on at the end there, just as a, a final throw of the dice, to have the bravery to bring them, bring them both on at a time you know, for for experienced players who, at the time when we re- we desperately needed a goal, he's just brave. I mean, one of the things about Solskjaer since he's come in, apart, you know, there's two things. One, just his, his tactical acumen has been beyond anything that I really 
considered he had. And also just that he's been just incredibly brave. And I guess we're maybe we've forgotten how brave Fergie was. And, you know, it's been a long time since we've done anything apart from be largely conservative. But it's just it's just completely caught me by surprise. And again, it's paid off tonight. Solskjaer deserves all the credit in the world for tonight. I'm not, you know, obviously the players deserve a gigantic amount of it as well. Because, you know, let's talk about individual performances. Mm. Luke Shaw, excellent. Chris Smalling, great. Victor Lindelof, solid. Fred, Scott McTominay, both played well. Mm. You know, Lukaku, absolutely lethal in front of goal. And Rashford, despite it not quite clicking for him in large chunks of that game, worked his bollocks off Mm. and got his just reward with that penalty. Just so many big performances all over the pitch you know performances belying the ears of some of these players as well you know you wouldn't think that this was a team that's made up you know from three or four managers or with several youth players jammed in and we've got so many players out injured you know Matic, Herrera, Mata, Lingard, Martial, Pogba out suspended just and you know I was hesitant to mention Alexis Sanchez there because I think that might actually have helped but still but the way that we've coped with the situation tonight the spirit that we've shown the application that was on offer it's it was just remarkable I, I don't think realistically I have seen a victory as impressive of that from United in years given the circumstances I mean, you know, I'm sure we both watched Ajax against Real Madrid last night. Mm. And that was a remarkable game and performance. They cut Real to bits. They were excellent to watch. But that's from a side that's been playing together for a while. Yeah, That was with mostly Ajax's first choice 11 available. Against the Real Madrid team who are on the floor. They're they're genuinely on the floor. They'd lost their previous two. This season's been an absolute nightmare. You know, whereas we, we we were playing a team who are you know, at the top of their game. Absolutely. I mean, comparatively, Ajax have gone to the home of the triple-time European champions in the last three years yeah, yeah. and gone out there and ripped them to absolute bits. Yeah. What United have done tonight is similar in terms of its level. All right, we're obviously a little bit more well-off in financially than Ajax are, so there's that comparison to make. But considering the context of the way that we went to that game tonight, the way that we dealt with it, the way that we coped in that situation, because the atmosphere at Parc de France was electric. It was excellent. You know, the, the, the PSG ultras behind De Gea's goal in the second half didn't stop. And it made for a really intimidating atmosphere. And it, it just, the intensity didn't really die down after Lukaku's first goal, really. You know, yes, a lot of the play from PSG as they sought to slow down possession and stop us really from trying to spring forward did slow the game down. And that was a good tactic for them to use. You know, exactly what Tuchel was telling them at half time. Slow the ball down, wait for your opportunities, don't try and force it. And it worked to a large degree. You know, we didn't really create as much as we would have liked in that second half. And I think that was one of the big differences because as the first half war, especially after Lukaku's second goal, every time we got forward, we gave them problems. We scared them. Dallow running at them scared them. Rashford's positioning scared them. Lukaku's presence scared them. And... Looking at the way that the game ebbed and flowed and the way that we kept in there, we hung in even when we were withstanding a lot of pressure and 
without the ball a lot of the time as well. The first half possession stats were filthy. It was disgusting. <laughs> but you do have to give great credit to the way PSG actually held on to the ball. But to have hung on in there, to have gotten such a big reward, and to now be in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, given everything that's happened this season, given what happened with Mourinho, given where we were in December, given where we were when we initially got this tie thinking, well, we're most likely going out. And not even that, thinking about how things felt after the first leg of this tie. To be in this position, waiting next week's draw, is completely remarkable. It is. Someone pointed out the other day, actually, on uh, on Twitter, and I did check it out, but given where we were, December, given where we were at that point three months ago, where we'd, I think we'd had, we had one one more win than we had losses. Um, I think our record was something like, sorry, six wins, four draws and five losses, or something similar to that. To go from there to be only four points behind where we were, the pace we were at last season, which Mourinho described as the finest of his career, that's bananas. It's completely bananas. It is completely bananas that we somehow found ourselves in this in this position. If anybody had said, this is the number of wins, draws and losses you'll have, these are the results you'll get, this is where you'll be in three months' time, there's not a single person on earth who would have thought that this could could have come to pass. You know, there are plenty of people who felt that the squad was a great deal better than Mourinho was given them credit for, certainly. But even even if you had, you know, even if we had City's squad or Barcelona's squad, the run of results we put together, what is it, 13 wins, two draws and one defeat in 16 games. We've won at Chelsea, we've won at Spurs, we've won at Arsenal and now we overturn a 2-0 deficit against PSG away. It's incomprehensible. It's incomprehensible that not only have we got results back, we've got United back, haven't we? We've got yeah, we've got the team back that we used to have that was brave, that that maximised itself, that trusted in young players, that just that was just positive and and that we looked forward to seeing and we thought we we gave a chance to and we you know it, it's become a joy. It's gone from becoming the worst experience I've ever had in thirty however many years of supporting United, 35 years or whatever, to amongst the best feelings I've ever had watching United and looking forward to watching United in the space of three months. And that's, it's staggering. Oh, it really is. I mean, I'm running out of superlatives. I don't know what I'm running on right now, but Mm. (laughs) just pure relation. I mean, I can't quite, I can't quite believe it, but you're right. You are Bang right, Rich. It does feel like we have got United back. It feels like we can legitimately achieve anything at the minute. And even without Pogba playing, and especially in that first half, and as the game wore on, you just thought, you know what we're lacking here at the minute? Someone who can use the ball quickly, recycle it, and get us moving forward and unleash Rashford or Lukaku. Mm. We desperately missed that in the opening exchanges when we were really uh, pegged back. Doesn't matter. We cope with it. Mm. Pogba should be available now for the quarterfinal. You know, you'd hope that maybe half of the players that are currently out injured would be in the quarterfinal. And what do we then start looking forward to? You know, Barcelona still on the draw. Bayern Munich, maybe. Liverpool, maybe. City, maybe. I mean, Lord knows what we're going to see, what's going to happen the next week in the Champions League. But I have a genuine belief now that we can match anyone that's still left in this competition i'm not going to say that i want to suddenly draw barcelona and take on messi again because that could not be that might not be very much fun but still what (laughs) but what a magnificent turnaround to feel suddenly like we actually 
belong at this level. Like, yeah. we didn't fluff this. This wasn't a complete accident. We deserve to be in the quarterfinal of the Champions League. And it's just the most amazing feeling. I mean, I talked to you about this before. The Champions League is always the competition that I want United to win. And, you know, let's keep this in context. There is still a quarterfinal and the semi-final to go with the FA Cup games and league games sandwiched in. We've got a lot of football left to play before the end of the season. But how much faith have you got right now in this squad? These players and this manager being able to get us through to May was something to really, really shout about. Yeah, the thing that I feel best about and the happiest about is the fact that, you know, we probably are going to get beaten at some point in the Champions League. We're going to probably lose a few, you know, a league game or two and maybe lose on Sunday against Arsenal. But the reality is if we do lose games, at least we're going down trying. And and I don't think any fan, I don't think any United fan has, has really asked or I'm sure there have been, but, you know, most United fans that I've spoken to, that's all they've really wanted from their, from their team, you know, they want to give it a go. And if you if you lose and you've had an absolute thrash, you've given everything you've got and you've lost, you can put, put your hands up and say, fair enough, you know. We've just been outclassed or out-tacked or out-beaten today. But the way we were losing under Mourinho, we weren't even laying a paw on, on the opposition. We, we, were playing, we were playing cowardly football. We were playing reactive football. It was pathetic to watch, absolutely pathetic. And that's part of why what we're seeing now is so wonderful. It's that United are... We're not even riding our luck. We're getting the fruits of a completely different and more positive approach to every single game. We're going for every single game. And and I think as well, we're starting to get back that fear factor that the other teams had for us that we completely lost by this season. You know, what we've really lost in the last two or three years, haven't we? You know, it's, I think all these things are just combining with the impeccable way that Solskjaer's managed and motivated the team to create the most incredible of incredible of turnarounds. I was thinking tonight that, you know, even if we went out, even if we didn't get the third goal or even if PSG equalised in the last 10 or 15 minutes, we would have gone out of the, gone out of the Champions League over two legs to a good side but we'll have gone out nonetheless in, in the round of 16 and Solskjaer will have actually improved his chances of getting the job he'd actually have enhanced his own reputation given the circumstances you know even from, from that position there to have won the tie is just is just bananas <laughs> we're seeing a United which is getting the rewards from being brave and that's all we wanted hmm Heritage. I'm Heritage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did align myself more than a wry smile at the image of Di Maria looking completely lost after that third goal went in mm. in comparison with him giving the big one with that bottle at Old Trafford a couple of weeks mm. ago. Neymar, Neymar in oh. the stands on his, on his crutches. Neymar in the stands well, uh, looking very perturbed and disbelieving. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, you know, there's probably a nice cushy job waiting for him in Madrid if he wants. Mm. So there's that, but still, I wouldn't worry too much about him. But oh gosh, Rich, I mean, there's almost little more I can add to that at the minute because it's just all so raw and exciting and I just feel spent. So what we're going to do at this point is nip over to your comments from this evening from the game because honestly, you were all absolutely wonderful on Twitter this evening and I've enjoyed it so, so much. Utkash Minas, Rashford had the nurse's score from the penalty spot. That's very true, he did. Andrew Melrose, also, where's Di Maria swigging from a bottle now? Um, I'm guessing it's probably a bottle of hard spirit after, you know, repeated failures in ba- PSG. Baby but there we go. 
Yeah. <laughs> Carl Robinson, Rashford's guts. I mean, amazing. Yeah, also, yeah. Di Maria, ha ha, ha ha ha. Five ha's. Mm. Uh, Miles Bailey, did you also put money in United winning 3 1 when I told you two days ago I had coin on it? You should have seen the odds. Now, I want this on record. I did say to a colleague of mine at work who's also a United fan that we would win 3 1. He looked at me like I had about seven heads. Mm. So I'm going to call that bet in now. Uh, Coyle asks, out of Jose to Fergie, how much do you love Ollie? Out of what, sorry? Jose to Fergie? Out of Jose to Fergie. Wow. Um, certainly, Fergie's lower body. <laughs> yeah. Fergie's lower body has been has been usurped by Ollie at this, at this point in time. Jose's decaying in a corner somewhere. Yeah, this is very true. Uh, Musa Kwanga, was it ever in doubt? Well, no. Clearly, we're all just stupid. We should have been expecting this from the beginning. Yeah. Apparently so. Mm. Uh, Neil Brennan, host of the Roy Keane versus podcast. Go on then. How does this compare to Juve in '99? Ooh, I think Juve '99 was. I think it beats this on the basis that they were the greatest team in the world at that point, and to be two 0 down away from home, even with the team we had, two 0 down away from home, to have come back from there was was absolutely staggering. Yeah, in that game in particular, because Inzaghi was superb in the opening exchanges. And it was just such a hammer blow to concede those two goals so early. Yeah, but apart from that, apart from that, in the '99 final, I can't think of another United game in my lifetime in which United have achieved such an astonishing result given the stage and the circumstances. At still United, this was Ollie's planned start to finish. <laughs> All right, what bravery <laughs> to trust these young guys? Just announce him. Haven't felt like that since '99. Yeah, um, I mean. Yeah, fine. I'm sure when I start thinking about this in a bit more context after I've had a sleep, God knows when I'm going to get to sleep tonight after all that, mm. that I might maybe think of another... In- I'm sure another game over the last 20 years since the treble has actually matched up to this in some way, but right now, sod it. Yes, fine. Uh, at Cryango, unbelievable. Rashford, such mental strength to take the pen. Yeah, absolutely. At Scarred Idiot, can we please have the whole podcast where you'll just discuss what a wonderful human being slash genius Ollie is? Please. I think we've kind of, I think we're pretty much doing that now, aren't we? Anyway, haven't we? I mean, I, I just can't. I yeah. can't. I can't keep saying enough. Good? I know. I can't. I cannot keep saying enough how absolutely astonished I've been by the degree of perfection he's achieved in the job so far, compared to expectation. Sure. I mean. The only thing that you could possibly say matches up to this that we've got as a barometer in the last sort of ten years is Di Matteo at Chelsea, and even he wasn't at that point dealing with a team that was you know, on such a low confidence set. You know, he came in and dealt with what was a decent Chelsea side, got them playing with belief and got them with a remarkable run to the Champions League final and beat Bayern in Germany, which was magnificent. Tonight, the way that Solskjaer is dealing with all of the odds has turned this team around and has got them playing with such belief. To me, even if he doesn't get to the Champions League final, it's unprecedented. I haven't mm. seen anything like it. And then Tariq Amir is Ole the striker whisperer. I thought Lukaku was superb against PSG. Yep, let's second that. He's the everybody whisperer, isn't he? Yeah. Bar Sanchez. <laughs> Bar Sanchez. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, let's not sour the evening with that. No. Sure. Uh, Neil Christie with the last one. Six from three for Big Rom. Fault's still there, will always be there, but he's been massive for us during this injury-ravaged spell. Has he turned a corner? I mean, I think part of it is that he's played through the middle a lot more in the last couple of weeks and I think in particular the last week yeah it's helped him a lot more you know he did play well on that wide right role when we were playing Arsenal in the cup a little while ago and he's clearly capable of doing that to an extent but we know what Lukaku is best at play him through the middle and it worked with Rashford tonight and it could work against teams in the league in the cup games that we got coming up as well who knows 
I think we all know what Lukaku's deficiencies are. And we spoke about this when we were dealing with last week's pod post Palace. It was so encouraging to watch him pounce on chances like this. But also, especially with the goals against Southampton on Saturday, create. Because that second goal, he's got barely any time to hit that. And that was on his weaker right foot. Yeah, I think he's been were, yeah. excellent lately. Both, both yeah. two goals were, weren't they? Right, Rich, I think we're going to call it there for tonight. A slightly short one, but I think the people probably want to hear this quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> a quick word on a very important game on Sunday afternoon at the Emirates. And then sum up your feelings tonight for me. I look at I look at the game in the Emirates again and think, gosh, given when the players will be going some to win it, but I mean, pff, what does that even mean anymore? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I won't I won't see it, which is which is a real shame. Cause I'm away, but pff, you know, again, on paper we shouldn't win it with the players we've got, but Christ, I wouldn't put it past us to to win that one as well. Ah, what a remarkable evening for United. You know, who knows where these next two months are going to take us, but. I can't wait. I can't wait for the draw. I can't wait to play Arsenal in the league this coming Sunday. I can't wait to play Wolves in the Cup quarterfinal mm. next Saturday as well. I'm so excited for what Oli Solskjaer has done for this club and what we could be seeing between now and the end of this season and next season. Because let's be honest, he should get the job now. Mm. There's just, there's no way around it. I don't think it's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. No. Wait to the end of the season. But he deserves every single plaudit coming his way and he deserves to be the next manager of Manchester United. Right, I guess we'll leave it there. Rich, unbelievable scenes this evening through to the next stage of the quarterfinals of the Champions League. I always say it's a pleasure, but it genuinely has been an insane pleasure tonight. Yeah, it's not been bad, is it? And guys, thank you very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. Although if you haven't, there's something very, very deeply wrong with you. Uh, Don't forget, you can get us all over the internet. You can get Rich at at Red Voices. You can get me at at you and Lennox. You can get the pod at at Red Voices MUFC. Blog at www.redvoices.net. And the podcast all over any sort of app you could want. Apple Podcast. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on Stitcher. And you can get it on SoundCloud. Have yourselves a superb, superb week. We will talk to you very soon. Take care of yourselves. Come on, United. (laughs) 